The following episode was recorded in early fall of 2019. A lot's changed since then. Here's where we were then. We'll be checking in soon to tell you a little bit more about what's changed and where we are now before we launch season three this fall. Thanks for sticking with us. Hello, how are you? I am here. (laughs) How art thou? I'm here. I am here. I'm here. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Me too. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Hey, hey, I'm Wanda. I'm Shannon. And you're listening to Once Once Upon a Patriarchy. So, y'all, we made it. We survived. (laughs) We're still here. We're still here. And it is episode... Either six, six or seven. Or seven, depending on how we cut the last one, the Aladdin episode. We don't know yet. Right. But. It's the last. It's the last episode. Mm-hmm. And. Of season two. We're still alive. We lived. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter, right? The boy who lived. I feel the like it's. Lived. The women who lived. We lived. <laughs> we lived. The podcasters and who lived. It. Y'all, that was not a small feat this year. It really wasn't. (laughs) It really wasn't. And so we're coming to you all today. Really just, I think, three major points that we're going to talk about. One is the obvious, like, what we've been. I think y'all deserve to know that. A perilous journey. A perilous journey. And you are a reward at the end. You are happily ever after. Into a new world. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's one. Two, I think is more so of what did we learn this year? Yeah. And it's what did we learn and what did we do with it? Mm. And what's the third one? I forget. And tell our own story. We're going to tell our own story. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So, first question. Shannon. Wanda. Where the hell you been? <laughs> so, okay. There are a couple things. Mm-hmm. One, I don't know if you remember, but there was this job I took. And right. it was founding a graduate program. Right. So, turns out, that's a lot of work. <laughs> just a tiny bit of work. Kind just, of. Just a little bit. Tiny, just, tiny, just, tiny. Just a little bit, you know. Bit of work. So that's taken some time. And (laughs) because life is super, super convenient. Mm -hmm. um, Let's see. We recorded the last podcast episode of season one, uh, I think. Was it in the, I think it was in the fall. Mm -hmm. I think so. Fall, early winter. Yeah. Of 2018. It was cold, remember? It was still cold. Screaming. Yes, you kept screaming. Oh, you scream when it is cold. I do. I'm I'm an angry, cold person. She's it's, and I yeah. scream at God. Why? Yeah. Why have you forsaken me? But just imagine that a lot higher pitched. Yeah. And right in your ear. Yep. <laughs> I don't like it when the wind whips around my parts. No. no. And it's so intrusive. It's just so intrusive. So I have to ask God loudly. Why hast thou forsaken me? So I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah. So then there were a couple things that happened in the spring. One was that I, <laughs> right. 
I had, uh, I was sitting in a meeting and, you know, it was just with like one other person and myself and we're just talking and I don't remember what the meeting was about. Uh, and I don't even re really remember who it was with because my overriding memory is that all of a sudden I stopped being able to see. Right. And so that was unsettling. Uh, everything just went really blurry. And so in what is really typical fashion for me, I just finished the meeting <laughs> and, oh, and said, oh, I can't really see or read anything. Everything's really blurry. So I'm just going to sit here until hopefully it goes away. And <laughs> eventually it mostly went away. But then I spent about a week going to various doctors trying to figure out why I had uh, my vision had just gone out, and it turned out it's actually fine. It was an ocular migraine, mm. uh, which is which I never had before, so I didn't know what what was happening. But basically, I it was a migraine without any pain, but with other symptoms. So mm. not being able to see being one of them. So that was. That was unsettling and <laughs> took some took some time to sort out and uh, get glasses. I needed glasses is what it turned out. But uh, that preceded another health thing that was actually took up a lot more time, mm -hmm. which was uh, I had a cancer scare. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that took up a lot of time and energy and spoiler I'm okay. Woo! Yay! Yes. Uh, yeah, but it takes up a lot to to get to that place where you're like, oh, yeah, actually, it's fine. You remember the day you called me and told me that? <laughs> yeah. I was walking in a crosswalk, an active crosswalk. Traffic was upon my back. And... <laughs> I get this phone call from Shannon, and I'm in the crosswalk basically doing a version of the electric slide <laughs> slash the hammer because I'm trying to figure out which way to go. Left, right, forward, back, turn around, turn around, turn around. What? What do, what do I? I need to go to my car. No, I can't go to my car. <laughs> yes, I can. It's over here. Okay. Where are you right now? I'm coming to you right now. I, I, I very unwisely i was i was very shaken so i was i wasn't really thinking and i i led with i'm at the hospital right <laughs> yo which is not a good thing to tell to a a, a survivor advocate and trauma expert who yes. regularly joins people in the hospital <laughs> regularly i'm on call right so, now yeah i was like no 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 it's not it's not urgent it's it's fine it's fine you know also this other thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So at that point, that's when we had the great, the bright, wonderful idea that I need to be your emergency contact. Yes. So I'm your person person You're for real, person. for real. Yeah, I, I think that actually I think that was why I was calling was mm -hmm. I was like, I need you to I need to know if you if I can put you down for my emergency contact. And she's like, yes, where am I coming? What am I doing? What am I doing? And I didn't realize she was in the middle of a busy street. Traffic was like, upon my back. On foot, in the middle of the actual street when yeah. this was going on. And I'm like, yeah, you can put me down. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on, SUV. 
I'm having a conversation with my friend and I'm trying to figure out, should I go rescue her or not? Nah? Yeah. 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 So it was fine. That led to a variety of, uh, well, we had a wonderful lunch with our other friend, B. Yeah. And sorted out who's the contact for what if the diagnosis had not gone the way that it did. Yeah. Which was really funny because we've got one friend who's like, I will be here. I will take you to all of the doctor's appointments. I will hold your hand. I am good for every emotional outburst in the world. I cannot stand the sight of any fluids, blood, anything like that. And then I've got Wanda who's like, I can take it. Yeah, I'll do blood all the works stuff. for me. Like, That's it's fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. So if, you, if we need to like dress wounds and all that, got you. Yeah. I'm so it. it was, I mean, it was a really, really sweet and gross discussion. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was really, really comforting. Yeah. So that took some time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it did. It did. It took yeah. a while. It was, it was scary. And yeah. that's what I'm going to say. Just from someone who is supporting, mm. who was supporting you at that time. Because Shannon has this really interesting way of dealing with her anxiety. <laughs> And that is to do everything in a very, like, I think your perfectionism level <laughs> was like king spot on, right? And so everything was perfect. She she has this ability in the midst of crisis <laughs> to have tunnel vision. And there are a lot of things that she both got done in a way that was like, how in the world did she get that done? And then there were things that she was able to say, no, that's not worth my time. In a way that she had never done it before. She had never prioritized that way before. I really hadn't. Mm -mm. No, I had. There were things I just had to say, no, I can't. I can't. Yep. I cannot do this. I do not have space for this right now. I this is great. Good luck. I am. I wish you the best, and I have to just. I. I. My plate is full. And then my friend went and bought a lot of earrings, and so I don't <laughs> understand what that was for. But I was with it, okay, because she was fly, and she just went through this phase where she just like she bought. <laughs> I bought a lot of shoes, and I bought. I went and I like went on a makeup spree. Yes. And I bought a lot of red lipstick. When I tell y'all, she was foy. Okay, <laughs> she was out here in these Atlanta streets, foy, and I was sitting right beside her, like, yeah, his yeah. queen slay. <laughs> and right before this happened, I had joined the Atlanta Triathlon Club, and I was super excited about it. And right. I did some triathlons several years ago, but it'd been like five years, and I was like, this is my year. I'm getting back into it. And then this happened, and. You know, you you can't uh, swim around a biopsy and there's other things. So and just the stress and everything, I had to drop my triathlon training this year. But I instead focused on buying shoes (laughs) (laughs) and earrings and earrings. Yes. Mm -hmm. And spent a lot of money at TJ Maxx (laughs) and Ulta. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of that was fairly. And then I also had this. You know, just work was a lot. It was a lot. And making sure that no one else was impacted by what was going on with me was really, really important to me. So that was 
I wouldn't call it perfectionist tendencies. It was more like I can't control what's happening with me, but I can control, I can try and control for them. So that was the intent. I don't know. It was great. (laughs) It was just, it was the greatest, weirdest moment because I was like, oh, my friend is living. Oh, my friend is living. You know, it's that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was it was bittersweet is what I can say. And so I was very, very, very happy when the results came back and we were able to celebrate. And we ate. Oh, we ate so much food. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. still full. Hello. That was a long time ago. Come on. Yeah. So we ate and we celebrated and we loved on each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of those moments that really kind of solidified like we joke around all the time like um, we go together together, right Mm -hmm. but that was one of those moments where you know there are a few people in this world where I can say oh that they're my person Mm -hmm. right Um, and Shannon is is one of my people same yeah yeah so ooh, yeah here we are talking about your year (laughs) (laughs) you know I've been thinking about that I think my year is or has been ooh, a year first for a lot of reasons. I became a homeowner. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful um, house. Thank you. Mm. It is both my pride and joy and the bane of my existence. <laughs> it is it's one of the things that I've always wanted to do, and I wanted to do it on my own. And... I got the opportunity to do that. And so I am a homeowner who did not have a clue. (laughs) (laughs) Had no clue about what it meant to be a homeowner. I remember you sending me pictures of houses. (laughs) You're like, maybe this one. And I'm like, this is happening so fast. This is amazing. It's like it's. So I realize a lot about myself and mm-hmm. how I handle relationships. Like, it turns out, y'all, I am like the best speed dater ever <laughs> because I can fall in love with a house. I, well, I don't know if I can say you're going to have to bleep me out. OK, I call I often call myself a house <laughs> because <laughs> I will fall in love with the house. And I was like, this is it. I can see my dog playing in the yard <laughs> and we're barbecuing under the tree uh-huh. and you know we got to have two grills because one grill is for the expensive beasts and the rest is for the hot dogs and stuff that the kids are going to eat but anyway mm. and then you know so I had all of these like wonderful fantasies these fantasy relationships with all these houses and then it's like swoop, swiped it's going what what no, but I, I love that one, right? And then another one is like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Here we go. Once again, boom. Yes, picnic. Yes, back porch. I'm with it. Watching the sun go down. Oh, my gosh. When the elements change and the weather changes, oh, it's going to be great. No, it's gone, <laughs> right? So I went through all these things. And then I went through this phase that my mother called champagne wishes and beer money. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that and is. Y'all, I had it. So there was that. And it was like, why am I so poor? Dang. 
so poor. (laughs) As I am preparing to put down on a house. Yeah. I'm so poor. Like, shut up. You know, it's like, shut up. So that was a lot. Um, That was a lot. You know, that was a lot. It was, was a, a huge change and moving, lot. and there was some other stuff that was going on. Right. So there, there, yeah. were, there were lots of other things that were going on. I felt the need to keep that very private yeah. because of some other things that that were happening in other parts of my life. It was a very this past year was very bittersweet. I had some of some amazing highs as it relates to y'all. I'm a homeowner. Like I count my trees. <laughs> Like, I got trees, right? And, like, I have a neighborhood. It's really fun one, too. It's so so nice. nice. And it's so country. Like, Mm. I'm so far out in the woods. Like, you are not going to find me by accident. You will not roll up on me. You're going to have to be looking for me. And you're going to need an address, okay? Yeah. And, it like, that was, I'm so happy about that. But there's some things that happened this year that made me question who I was, Mm. if this was the work for me, if I am actually impacting people, places, opportunities in the way that I think I am, if I really had it, if I was just lying to myself or if people were like really lying to me. Um, I experienced a lot of gaslighting and just a lot of abuse and so in various different areas emotionally that I think impacted pieces of my confidence and my growth Mm -hmm. and you know I got to a point where I decided that I was going to invest in myself and I decided to get me along with this new house my very own psychic I love yo. My psychic. psychic is dope. Okay, her psychic is great. My psychic is dope. Like, and she gave me peace, clarity, therapy, um, and guidance. I really took this past year to connect back. I, I've lost a lot of family members mm-hmm. in the most recent years, and it just felt like an abrupt separation. Um, And there are so many things that I wanted to say. There are so many things that I wanted to repair. And I just didn't feel like I had the space to do that anymore. And I've been able to connect with and expand my ideas around how to celebrate those folks, how to bring those people with me, how to continue to practice um my religion of love and uh of giving and of truth and of knowledge seeking mm. um and to do that in a way that connects these people who are so so important yeah. to my development and so i really took a large part of this year and i just went inside yeah you know I kept getting messages from my ancestors and kept getting messages through. First of all, my ancestors are petty, okay? (laughs) 
So I was getting these psychic readings. This is and true. so my psychic is Hope and uh, Hope is a woman of color based out of Maryland. And I'm getting these psychic readings with her. And one day I just decided that I want to do an ancestral spread. Right. And so she's able to tell me what traits that I got from whatever side of my family. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what are some things you need to work on? What are some things that you got? You just got to deal with it because it's hereditary. Right. And she was also able to connect with some very pertinent key ancestors. And guess what they told me? What did they tell you? <laughs> they told me that basically I was raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> And they and I know that I know that that's them mm-hmm. because that's how we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. They were like, you raggedy. You don't talk to us. You don't fool with us no more. You have the ability to connect with us and you get to a certain point and you get scared <laughs> and you stop. <laughs> and I'm like, you right. Because I don't like, when you think about it, you only know some of your ancestors. It may be some ancestors I really probably don't want to know. <laughs> That's true. You know? I, def- I have some in living memory. Hello. That I unfortunately knew. Right. And so it's like, I don't know how all of y'all acting. Like, I, you know, I don't know what death does to you. And if it makes you more <laughs> reflective or if it makes you a little bit more angrier. And, I, you know, some of them, you know, I really just don't want to have to square up with. And That's so... Fair. You know, it was interesting. So I, I got this message. It's like, you need to connect back. You need to connect and you need to be still. Mm. So uh, those that's what I've been working on. I've been working on really mm. just, I've been working on me. Like, I know people mm-hmm. say that and it's like, oh, my God. But I was like, I needed it. Like You have. You've, you've done a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of clarity. I had to because... I know that there is so much work that I have to do. There's so much more work to be done. And there was a moment where I was almost convinced that I was not the person that Nappy Jesus (laughs) said that I was. We'll get to Nappy Jesus later. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't the person. There was this thought that I wasn't the person that was built for this. Mm. And it's just not true. Mm. But what I learned this year is that if you are vulnerable, people will convince you things about you that are not even you. It's them. Ooh, that's some wisdom. It's them. It's them. And they will convince you of it because they got to take it off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just got to take their stuff off. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to put it on other people. And I realized that I was carrying a lot of stuff that did not belong to me yeah. this past year. And so I had to take a lot of it off and I had to go and be by myself in order to do that. And so I'm in this house with this dog who loves me <laughs> sometimes, sometimes she don't. Oh, she. But I'm legit looking at my surroundings, my people, right? my abilities and what are some key ways that I can connect to my past and also connect back to me. And that's what I've been doing. And so it took a little time, you know, 
And it's it's weird. It's like, I'm 37. I thought I had done all the finding of myself. <laughs> I'm 41. Ew. No. <laughs> there we go. You you will be doing this forever is what I figured out. Figured it. Yeah. Figured as much. And so this was chapter whatever of me finding and but yeah, that's 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 what's been holding me or keeping me. And y'all when I tell you I am I have not been this happy. Mm. I have not been this clear. Mm. Uh I lost eleven pounds. I'm in a really good space and I feel like I'm a better fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I'm a better friend, I'm a better sister, I'm a better professional, I'm a better advocate, I'm a better partner to my significant other. Like I'm a better lots of things uh, because of this moment. So that's where I've been. You've been a real leader in that kind of self-care work too because after my challenging spring, I threw myself into my work, mm-hmm. like hardcore to the point that my therapist said, you're in a relationship with your job. Mm. <laughs> I was like, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> yeah, I was I was working nonstop. And you called me on that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I listened because you're real smart. <laughs> Sometimes, for Sometimes. You're a person I listen to. So I actually really uh, had to re- do some reevaluating in the last few months and am working a lot more towards prioritizing balance. I took work email off my phone. Boom. So proud of you. Thank you. Uh, and I did some other things that were really just not caring less, mm-hmm. um, but realizing like kind of rebalancing what I care about Mm -hmm. so that I can care more about my long-term life and my friends and my relationships and my health Mm. and all of these other things. And it's been uh, really generative and not just good for me in terms of re-energizing me and really helping me, you know, to thrive, Mm -hmm. but also really creatively generative Mm -hmm. and uh, has made my my writing flow a lot better and sleep is getting better and you know like uh connection with other people and balance in my life and all of those things is getting better and a lot of it was uh actually like listening to you talk about your psychic and and the choices you were making and the challenge to uh, be still and all of that and just thinking oh maybe i should listen to wanda wanda's really smart yeah, Wanda was dealing with some big demons. Like Wanda I, was. She was born Baptist, but it wasn't strong enough. I had to go and get yeah. some crystals. I had to go get a psychic. I had to pray to Nappy Jesus and make that complete distinction because <laughs> Nappy Jesus never failed me. Yeah, and I had the other Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I understand. Yeah, Nappy we've had Jesus. some conversations about this. Nappy Jesus is hard to compete with, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nappy Jesus is way better than the Jesus <laughs> I was raised with. <laughs> I like Nappy Jesus. Nappy Jesus is no joke. <laughs> Nappy Jesus is cool as hell. So, yeah, like, there was just, I had to because I, there were points where I felt like if I did not take care of myself, yeah. I was going to die. Yeah. Right? And yep. <laughs> like there was going to be a death of something. And I 
did not know what it was, but I also knew that I was not in a position where I felt comfortable losing any mm-hmm. pieces of me. Mm-hmm. And so I just chose to do whatever. Now, disclaimer, my mom, my aunt <laughs> are like, what are you into over there? <laughs> You know, Melissa's supportive. Melissa's supportive. Hi, Melissa. Hello. My sister is supportive, but my mom and my aunt were like um, crystals, though. And I'm like, yo, they were like, a psychic? I'm like, yo, yo, look, look, I'm doing better. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> and now they're just like, have you talked to your psychic? <laughs> um... <laughs> Where is your protection candle? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so they get it, they get yeah. it now, um, and they, you know, they embrace it. And so, yeah, I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm out here, and and I'm riding around, I'm getting it, and I'm feeling good, and that's all that matters. You know, mm-hmm. I've written more this year, I've published, mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to publish some more. The game. My consulting work has taken off. My Seat of the Free Petty Truths company has taken off. Yeah. I am being tapped to, you know, to be like the swag distributor for conferences dedicated to anti-violence work. And it's mm-hmm. like, Wow, but it's I had to I had to get that clarity. Yeah. Interviewed on NBC. Oh yeah, yeah. That happened to <laughs> that happened to I tell you about it later. <laughs> so proud. So proud. Yeah, like it was it was great. Like it but I I had to take the weight off mm-hmm. of me. And I think that, you know, that's something that has been a conversation that we've had in various fashions, mm-hmm. various forms. Like People will put stuff on you and they will expect you to carry it. And I just, I couldn't, I just could not. And so it was the, it was the best decision. And I think that it has saved tiny pieces of Mm. my life, my sanity Mm -hmm. along the way. So I'm sorry that we had to leave you, but you didn't want me up here unhealthy, talking crazy across this thing here. You did not want my, where my head was. No, <laughs> for no, because sure. we love yeah. Once Upon a Patriarch. We do. We, we do. love it. It was one of the decisions that we made was, because we actually recorded, and when you have, as you've listened to the season, you'll have heard some of this, but we started recording in January. Come like, on. We started recording at the beginning of the year. We were intending to to go live in spring. And so we recorded our first two episodes pretty early in the year. Yeah. And then all of this stuff started happening. And part of what we decided was that our friendship needed to be about being there for each other. Yep. Not about holding each other accountable to deadlines for the podcast. Yep. And that 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 was our priority. Like and that was when we entered into the podcast project when we decided to do this, one of the first agreements we made was Mm -hmm. that our friendship came first. Right. And this year, our our health and our mental and emotional and physical health required that we put our energy elsewhere. And what I one of the things I'm very grateful for is that it has led us back. It led us back into the booth. We are back we in are the back. booth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, the stories. Oh, the stories. Like, that mm-hmm. was one of the things, I think, coming off, like, y'all, our lives, like, honestly, I'm not going to say fell apart, but <laughs> well, they 
are some jagged pieces that shattered at the same time. Yeah, there's, right? there's a lot. I mean, we're telling you, this is the, rate, the edited for television version of the last year. Hey, there you go. We had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. We had a lot going on. At the same time. Yeah. At the same time. And so, yeah, it was, it's just no way. Like, we mm-hmm. had to choose us. And it wasn't, I'm choosing me. I don't know what Shannon going to do. No, it was no, we chose. We chose each other. Each other. Yeah. Because yeah. we actually talk just as much when we're not doing the podcast as we do when we are doing the podcast. Yeah. Almost uh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost every day. Almost every day. And sometimes for hours. Yes. And um, that just needed to be on, focused on supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that what yeah. was so beautiful, what came out of that is that the stories that we were able to share this season mm. coming out of that and yeah. and understanding that creation is still here. Mm-hmm. Right. That our creative juices are flowing, that people get it. Like we had some amazing folks this season. Oh, and their take on how these narratives mm-hmm. just shaped their lives mm-hmm. and what they needed, where it failed them and what they needed, what mm-hmm. they would have hoped to have had in the retelling of their own stories or not. Yeah. Right. Um, it was it made all of this stuff worth it. Because I feel like yeah. I the first season for me was focused on can I do this? <laughs> can I survive this? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> that was actually a lot of season one. It was and so sleepy. So sleepy, so right? <laughs> and this one is and I and I I we I knew that we had something special. But this season taught me, I think, more so of how to be still mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. and not listen for sound quality, not listen for like, oh, my gosh, that would be a great bite to pull out. Like, uh-huh. like people came in our spaces for two seasons and gave us a piece of them. Yeah. And I got it, but I ain't, I didn't get it mm-hmm. until this season. And I'm like, like some of the stories were so personal. And yeah. it was just like this peeling back of layers of vulnerability. And I yeah. was like, yo, like, I don't even know if we deserve this. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. God. Yeah. Oof. It was wonderful. It was really wonderful. What was your favorite? What was your... I know it's hard to say that, but what was your, which story or interpretation most impacted you? I don't know if I can choose. I think I have moments Mm -hmm. from all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Christine's interpretation of Frozen. Ooh, look, all the silent spaces will be. It's yeah, out. It's, it's out. out. Yeah. All the silent spaces is out. Y'all, please check that out. Please oh my gosh. check that out. She's doing, she's been doing so many readings. Yeah. Christine's been everywhere. 
Christine Restino. She's been doing readings all over Atlanta. She's been on the radio. She's been just that book. Yeah. It, it's really phenomenal. Yeah, her reading of of Frozen and the silence around oh. abuse as well as the si- and, and the silence around uh, Elsa's power. Secrets and the secrets and God, yeah, that was something. I think Chanel's take on Moana, like her love for Moana, because we spent a lot of time talking about how Disney's trash. Yes, and I, I was really taken by. Well, I love that film, right? But I, in particular, love Chanel's joy in that film. Yeah, I love, I think one thing that really stuck out for me, for one, Chanel is hilarious. Yes. So that that was such a fun time. Oh, my God. And I think that was the last one that we did right before. Before everything kind of fell apart. Before everything fell apart. Um, And so. I remember it very joyfully. (laughs) Yes. And what I remembered about it is how she used the narrative of Moana mm. to empower yeah. self-love in her daughter. Yeah, I love that. Oh, you're going to knock love me over that. with a photo, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it was so dope how she was using that as a tool to show that you are beautiful, perfect, wonderfully made and here and important. Mm-hmm. And it's not based on what your hair looks like. It's yeah. not based on what color your skin is. It's not based on, right? And so these oh, things, yeah. um, it was, oh, mm, 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 mm. it was good. It was good. It was so good. It was, it was good. so good. Yeah. And also just, I think, really crystallized for me some of how how you can talk to kids mm-hmm. about these films or yeah. about what they're watching in general. Yeah. And and teach them the things they should know mm-hmm. that they won't get from the film. Right. But you can you can make sure they always associate the lesson so that it it drives it home. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We did. We did brave. We did brave with LB. Oh, that one. That one was hard because I went into it and I was like, I love brave. And at the end, I was like, Oh, brave. <laughs> The triplets, man. Those triplets, man. So real. Little thugs, you know. They're such little thugs. And, you know, I had thought, you know, I was just like, mother is alive. That's so great. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, mother is trapped. Mother gets no salvation. Mother is just. Mother lived her best life when she was a bear. Gutting, gutting me to, uh, yeah, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Mother lived her best life when she was out there in the woods naked, eating fish with her hands. Mm. Oh, Mom, so sorry. But, oh, like, and there was a moment where... Where I was so afraid that she was going to be a bear forever. Like those moments, yeah. I was just like, Mama, don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, what I, the ability to sit and have that conversation with LB and mm-hmm. look at freedom, right? Mm. And look at the price of motherhood oh. and look at um, the sacrifice. 
Yeah. Of like, what is it that Disney mothers have to sacrifice just to live? Yes. Like they were, yes, they were legit getting ready to murk her in the woods. Yeah. In the woods, her own husband. He was trash. He was trash. He was a child. Ugh. He was a man child. But you know, Disney's good for that, honey. I liked the version, the rewrite. I, th- I think my favorite rewrite of the season was the rewrite where we just let the men all kill each other in that movie. Oh, that was me. <laughs> that was, that was me. That was I yours. was like, yo, so this is what would have happened. <laughs> what would have happened was they all would have came into the hall <laughs> and they would have been like, we, it's going down tonight. It's going down tonight. And I would have just locked the door <laughs> and then I would have let them have at it. And then I would have called upon the women of the seas um, and we would have had a council meeting. Yeah. And we'd have put a lot of stuff to bed, honey. And I'll tell you something else. Mm. We weren't going to have all those triplets running around there Ooh. acting up either. Um, come get your children. Come get your kids. So, yes. Yeah, that was yeah. that was me. I was like, yo, just let them fight. I grew up in a big family, and whenever those issues, leave them alone. Let them, let them do what they do. And whoever survives, we'll feed them. Yeah, you know? that works. That's basically that works. like we'll give them dinner. True, but I love, I love, you know, LB at that point being a new mom herself and being able to, being yeah. able to relate to some of those sacrifices, and also being able to just give some critical outlook into like the sheer. Lackluster treatment Eleanor was receiving mm. from everyone around her. Now, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I do think that there were moments where I was like, girl, let your child loose. Like, let yeah. her be. Yeah. And you're trying too hard for her to fit a role. But I really love us being able to unpack that struggle mm-hmm. of who she really was. Because mm-hmm. what we learned is that her daughter is a lot like her. Oh, yeah. Right? The struggle of who she really was and who she felt she needed to be. Mm-hmm. This performance, right? And I think towards the end, what we had hoped is that we would have gotten more of this progressive look mm-hmm. at what she could be. But we were, it was like, womp, womp. Now your hair's down. Oh, my gosh, you're so radical. Sometimes you ride a horse. With your daughter. Ooh. And your children have been off at sea because they're bad. You're bad children. And their dad, what what was it? The dad went and got the kids off the ship, and she was like, we're riding horses. I'm like, but everything still sucks. Yeah. And they just put off Merida's fate. Like, she's still going to have to marry somebody someday because that is the only fate available for women. Yeah. Sucks. Now Brave is very sad. Yeah, it is. It is now. Okay. I will watch it like I watch the hours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. That was a real light. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh my gosh! Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just ask you because you know. Okay. Mulan. Girl. Oh, I know, I know. Mulan was <sighs> such fun. Oh my god! Having Tesha here and being able to go through this film with someone who 
is as animated <laughs> and is such a fan mm-hmm. of this work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of this film and being able to really like, there were so many moments I was like, mind blown. I'm done. <laughs> like out to lunch, kid. Like I cannot, mm-hmm. I can't, like there was just so many rabbit holes mm. that were good rabbit holes yeah. to go down. And it was such yeah. a great opportunity and it was such a great lesson oh for my us, God. right? So we, y'all, y'all. Oh, my God, y'all. And we talked about it a little bit earlier yeah. this season, I think, when we did uh, Aladdin. Yes, because we did, we, we've learned our lesson. Yes. That lesson. That lesson. I'm sure there are more we will learn. Positive. Yeah, but not, like, we got to watch ourselves. Hello. We got to watch ourselves. We set off... To do this project and to prioritize the perspectives of women of color, LGBTQ folks, of people who are not, whose voices are often neglected in, her, in these stories. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. We, we have to watch that. We have to watch whether we're replicating that or not. And right. it's a, there's some, there's challenges there because, we also have to watch tokenizing, right? Like you right. can't we can't just bring in someone who is the ethnicity represented right. for that episode and no other. We also need to not speak for other people. Right. So And I think that that yeah. was what Mulan allowed us to explore. Yeah. Having Chesha who is a woman of color but who is a black woman, lead the discussion around Mulan, right? And it was one of those things where we are reaching out to people whom we respect and we adore. And it's like, you know, what's your favorite Disney Mm -hmm. cartoon and which one would you like to speak on, right? And we were so excited that we had all of these wonderful critical thinkers to come in and who want, like, who got what we were trying yep. to do. Like, yep. like I, th- I don't think people understand, like, how hard it is. To, <laughs> like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Do you? Why? <laughs> you know? It's one of those things, right? And so when we first set it up, it was, oh, this is so great, like, because of her extensive background mm-hmm. in literature and her extensive background being um, an author and whose genre is horror stories, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to, someone who has dedicated their life to writing and to storytelling and to uncovering stories. She's an incredible analytic thinker and yeah. has made, a, has for a long time had a public platform where she really digs into the subtext, mm-hmm. right? And the isms, mm-hmm. right? And intersectionality and the way that different isms play in together and she loves a fight like loves a fight so she will like she's like me i never met a fight that i ain't like ow (laughs) chesha for i don't even know now 14 13 14 years like she loves a fight so Mm -hmm. she'll like say something and just be like i'm throwing down and then let people come back at her and the thing is, like, she might say something in a way that's polemical, but she's right. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think for us, it was 
when we were getting close to filming, to filming, to recording, recording the Mulan episode, it hit us. It was like, yo, yo, yeah. Shannon. Ooh, wonder what we do. Tish a black woman. <laughs> you know, Tish yeah. is a black woman. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't think about that, right? Yeah. Um, we went through, like, this is... You know, because for, for a lot of people, they were able and first season, it was easier. Right. Um, first season, it was the historic fairy tale stories. Yeah. Right. Um, this season, we focus more on those stories that were either based on real people's lives or those singular, more pivotal um more complicated mm-hmm. um, princess stories or, or or not necessarily princesses, but stories of those lead characters, right? And I think that, I mean, this is a place where my own unconscious bias plays out because mm-hmm. we were really careful about who we wanted to talk about the princess and the frog. We were going to be real. We had... We weren't even. We still haven't touched Pocahontas. We're being mm-hmm. really, really careful about that. Mm-hmm. We were very, very thoughtful about Aladdin, and we were not thoughtful mm-hmm. in that same way about Mulan. Mm-hmm. And neither of us are Asian women, right? And I don't. It's the ownership, right? I think that I think it's a lot of things, right? I think it's the unconscious bias. I think it's also very similar to Aladdin. It's the ownership that we have, or that we think that we have mm-hmm. to this very Americanized story. Yeah. And well right? and it's so Americanized. Yeah. Like it's not anything like right. the original uh legend. Right. And yeah. With Milan Aladdin kind of for me goes in with Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And that kind of project because I think it was those three films. Mulan, like I I don't quite even know how to describe it. I know all the words mm-hmm. to all the songs in a way that but I was not a kid anymore mm-hmm. when it came out. So it was like the Disney movie I fell in love with when I was a little bit older, I guess mm-hmm. a teenager. I, Yeah, I think a teenager. Yeah, so I just, I, but I, I, I wonder, is it was it that sense of ownership? Was it unconscious bias and mm-hmm. falling into the model minority mm-hmm. kind of thing and thinking, oh, there's not a different, there's a totally, like, there's a huge difference in experience. I don't know, but it made me really aware of where we had to grow to grow yeah yeah and i think what was what made it because even up to because i got i think it got to a point i was like shannon oh no and shannon was like oh no you know and and we were like what are we gonna do we have to figure this out and we went into came into the booth you know we recorded it right tesha's not local no no, she used to be. She's not now. She right. can't. She was in from Florida. Right. We had uh, we had kind of we had the discussion, and mm-hmm. what we had kind of thought about or or bumped around was the movie, the live action version of Mulan is coming mm-hmm. out next year, mm-hmm. and that we would need to do another episode mm-hmm. focused on Mulan when right. that came out. So we kind of we kind of bounced that idea around in, right. in a in a general way but chesha but chesha just brought it home for us yeah she really really did and she said this is not my story to tell mm. and i don't know if y'all <laughs> could hear us in the back but i was like 
praise nappy Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we're praise like praise nappy Jesus. We're so excited by that answer. I think you know it would have been amazing if we had come up with it. We didn't. She did. Right. That was her. That was our. And it was the right. It was the answer we had not. It's the answer we had we needed and hadn't come to on our own. Yeah, I was nervous. I was like, "What do you mean?" We're, I was like, "I don't know how we're gonna yeah justify a retelling of this. Like, yeah. we can't." Um, and it was like, "Nope." Yeah, we were, were both feeling a lot of anxiety, but also a commitment to doing the show we'd committed to with this amazing guest. And it was an amazing show. And Chesha, like. It wasn't a, like she had that wisdom already. Yeah. Like she knew. Yeah, I think so. And it's like even with, you know, her saying like, I love this story. Yeah. Right. Yep. And there are pieces of this story that yep. I identify with um, and that I can support. But yeah. this is not my story to tell. Yeah. It's very similar to, you know, the Lemonade album when mm. we were like, all right, white women, <laughs> y'all can't sit with us. But y'all can have your own cheering section over there and y'all can cheer us on and be happy and enjoy it. But no, you you can't. No, no, you can't do that. And so that was a very teachable moment for us that we took into Aladdin. Yeah. And we I mean, I think we We, took into a lot of things, but we definitely took into Aladdin as well. And we actually also this is another place where a guest taught us right Mm. like we we talk a lot with our guests about the fact that this is a podcast that we co-create each episode with our guests we do a uh, i do a cut i send it to wanda she gives her feedback and then we send it to the guest for their feedback and you know everybody has to be on board with the final cut and the conversation is just you know there's three questions but it can go wherever wherever it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the guest kind of leads in many ways uh, mm-hmm. the direction for us. When we were doing Aladdin, we knew we wanted to be more thoughtful about representation in terms of our guests. We also realized we needed to diversify our guest pool, mm-hmm. uh, continue to diversify our guest pool. And so we were questioning we were having the conversation about like, oh, we need to diversify our guest pool. We need to be respectful in these things. We need to make sure that we're diversifying it more broadly and not being this being tokenistic and bringing right. people in on board just for one episode. And then, right. you know, which when we're only doing five films per season, we have to really think about that in the beginning, right? And make sure that our our pool is really broad in who we're inviting and all of these things. And then we asked Rula, who is a friend of Wanda's, and Rula, who's brilliant, mm-hmm. in case you haven't noticed, said, I don't think I want to be the only person speaking on this. Right. I think that Aladdin is a really important topic of discussion for, for a lot of people from different places, and I'd like to bring together, convene a group of women. What do you think? Would that be okay with you? Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Right. Um, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we quickly realize that the best way for us to amplify those voices and these narratives, right, 
is to pass the mic. Yeah. And we created a show that was theirs. They came in a booth. We sat in a corner. They went to town. Yeah. And they took it places. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they did. And it was such a magical experience. It was it was it was amazing. Yeah. And so being able and then we came back in and then we did our intros and all of the fluffy stuff. But, yo, this was their show. Yep. This was their show. And you may hear us (laughs) laughing in the background, Mm -hmm. but this was all theirs. And that to me felt like the moment of growth for like that was a lesson learned Mm -hmm. for us this Mm -hmm. this season right um it was beautiful Mm -hmm. it was beautiful Mm. it's great it was um i think a really valuable i'm really interested in the ways that we can share platforms or create a platform and then use it to empower other women Mm -hmm. or other humans Mm -hmm. right and i I think that Rula, Rula showed us, I mean, just Rula's suggestion gave us, like, it was a light bulb, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is how we can do this. We can actually just, instead of thinking we have to figure out a way that we can manage our relationship to this material or, you know. Because what we were doing is the same thing that we are trashing Disney for. Yep. What we're doing what we were doing is the same thing that we are critiquing. That's why this is even here. Yep. Right. Because we did it for Moana too. Right. And the thing about it is what we, what Disney does is it ranks stories as it relates to complication and the more complicated air quotes, complicated these stories are with the identities these people hold, Hmm. the more they feel comfortable creating these generalized stereotypes and oversimplifications of these identities of people and their mishmashing culture or conflating is another word uh, (laughs) for that people's origins and people's languages and people like people's identities and we I don't think I don't think we did that but I think Mm -hmm. that where we were is the basis of why people feel it's okay to do that. Yes. I does think, that make sense? Yeah, I do. It does. We we were very American. Yeah. I think that we just did something that was very American. Yeah. One of the things that I, I really recognized this season and with this kind of close this close engagement that we've been doing with Disney's films is that Disney I mean it's not that Disney changes what it's doing no. With which is why we still have more episodes to deliver. Oh yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like Disney doesn't conflate like all the French, German, whatever culture, all the all the 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 Nordic cultures, all of the all of these other kind of white European whatever sorts of cultures, but there's no power dynamic there. There's no history of oppression right. of and and genocide, erasure of identity and culture there. Right that is racially coded, right? Like it's, it's, there's lots of, there's war and all of these other things that have happened in those spaces and some of it does have ethnic ramifications and those do not appear in these films. 
where where it is made manifest is that Disney is an American company run by white people mm-hmm. that kind of shops American imperialism to the world. Yep. And when Disney takes these brown and black heroines and peoples and cultures and all, you know, a wider swath, whenever and whenever Disney does this, does its, whenever Disney applies its formulas to non-white cultures, to the rest, like most of the world, mm-hmm. it replicates an imperialist agenda, yeah. right? So it's replicating colonialism. It's colonizing these stories. Mm-hmm. And there is an erasure. There's a history of of stealing children, of, mm-hmm. of overthrowing queens, of mm-hmm. um, erasing culture, of banning people from the United States, of labeling robbing them Africa. as... Yeah, robbing <laughs> Africa. Like, there's just... There's so much history there that while I would never call the Disney formula innocent, there's it's like the difference between stealing a lipstick and, you know, stealing a country is is a lot. Come on. All right. Now you're going to start preaching soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's That's what it's, I'm saying. Like this season was it was so much. Yeah, it was so much. I don't think I even realized until we started looking at like and this mix of films and bringing having mm-hmm. Frozen and Brave in the mix alongside Moana and Mulan and mm-hmm. Aladdin mm-hmm. and kind of realizing our culpability and the fact that we had had this American arrogance of, oh yeah, you know, and also the collapsing of race into white and black. Oh, my God. But we, we need to do better. Yes. And we can. Yes. And we will. And we will. Yeah. We will. Mm. Man, I always love these last episodes. Me too. Yeah. It's our opportunity to call ourselves to the carpet, but also celebrate so many different cultures mm-hmm. um, when we have guests who are actively retelling these stories mm-hmm. in ways that would allow us to see and expand humanity. Yeah. Yeah. The work that we are trying to do is to be publicly accountable to you. Yeah. As our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I would like story. Like if I could request stories from Disney or request Mm. not even not Disney. Disney. (laughs) If I could request the stories I was telling I was telling you this earlier, Wanda. That I need now, like the the skills I need, the stories I need, the things I wish I had learned as a child and had as narrative resources for life today. I wish that I had had stories about, and I mean fairy tale type stories, right? These kind of simple, clear stories that you can project into, project yourself into, project others into. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had had stories about, you know, how to run the kingdom, mm-hmm. not just how to win it. Hello. <laughs> you know, or how to form the girl gang that's going to get you through, form the supportive relationships that are yeah. going to allow you to accomplish great quests and conquer monsters and 
survive the challenges of life and the day? I think I would want a story that teaches me how to forgive myself. Mm. A story that teaches me how to win the war instead of just the battle. Mm -hmm. A story that teaches me how to be okay with people needing time to forgive me. And a story that teaches me that it is okay to not be okay. I think those are the stories that I would have appreciated. That even when you're not okay, you're still lovable. Mm -hmm. That even when you're not okay, you're still worthy. And even when you're not okay, doesn't give people the right to harm you. If the beast hadn't been, if they hadn't remade it so he was he was a jerk, if they just left it in Beauty and the Beast so that he was just unlucky mm-hmm. and he had people in his home and that loved him anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. a version. That's cool. I want stories of abundance where not just one person wins. Right. I don't want to, I want to compete with my community. That's dope. I don't want to sit on a quest with my three brothers and only one of us makes that out alive, you know? Because it's not my life. No. Right? I mean, it is my life, but that's not the life I want. Like, when you're dealing with people who are struggling with survivor's remorse, Mm -hmm. right? Like, those stories aren't helpful. If you're dealing with, if if you're someone like me who is always questioning why was I the one to make it out? And why is it that there are people I went to school with, people I'm related to, that I was standing right beside and I got out and they didn't. I need stories for moments like that. Mm -hmm. I need stories that's going to make that non-existent and make that culture, right, that desire for, oh, I got to be, I got to be the one, right, non-existent. I want a story that's going to say, like like what we talked about earlier, like you didn't save me, I didn't save mm-hmm. you, we joined hands and we kicked the door down together. Yeah. Those are the kind of stories I want. Yeah. Because nobody ever talks about what happens after the prince slays the dragon and there's this great war that started and all of your friends are gone. Mm. You're there by yourself. It's not, it's not it. You've got a kingdom and PTSD. <laughs> ah, that should be on the t-shirt <laughs> yo I got a kingdom and PTSD holla at me you know like come mm-hmm. on yeah. yeah we need better stories we need better stories you married the prince your entire family and network of friends is inaccessible to you now mm-hmm. yeah or I married this prince and I don't want to sleep with him <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't want to see I do him. not want him to touch me. I what don't do want I do? the prince to touch me. <laughs> now, uh, kids, how are we going to do that? You know? Like, no. Yeah. We need those stories. Yeah. That's real. So, mm. well, I guess we're going to wrap it up here, huh? I think so. So, yeah, write some of those stories for us, will you? Please. Please do. so helpful. We will... Also, talk about those stories here, too. Amen. Season three is coming. We are doing season three. We're not going to promise two seasons in a year because we don't know what the future will hold. You're learning along with us. Like, okay, yeah. um, my hosts are real. 
they need to get their lives together and they need to start promising us things that they are unable to do. And that's something that we are learning. We are learning. (laughs) This podcast is a great joy to us and Mm -hmm. it's really important to us to do it right. So I'm, I mean, as things stand, we're looking at season three coming out next year around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a year is a good amount of time for us to to get through. Yeah. And give you something. Stick with us. Stick with us. We're still going to be out here working. Yeah. So y'all take care of yourself. Mm, Please do. And take care of other people. Mm. This world is so hard. It really is. And it is the tiny pushes of kindness and love and support that is going to get us through. And so I am saying from a very sincere heart, thank you. Thank you for once again letting us into your homes, your cars. Yes. Um, your headphones. <laughs> We're in a more solemn place yeah. this year, uh, which I think is kind of fitting. Mm-hmm. We're very, very grateful. Yeah. Very like grateful. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Take care of you. We're going to take care of us mm-hmm. until we see each other again or hear each other again. More laughs, more wisdom, more trash from Disney. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to get in touch with us during the off season, whatever that is, um, you can find me on all of the social media platforms. I am out there being obnoxious and spewing anti-oppressive jargon. Um, I am Lawanda Swan on Facebook. I am at Lawanda D. Swan on Insta. And I am at Cita the Free LLC on Insta as well. I am at Shannon Palma on Twitter. And I have a page on Facebook that I rarely update, but you can follow it and message me there. Oh, yeah. I also have a Twitter. I am at Petty Truths on Twitter, and I have a website, oneswan.com. So check us out. Yes. For the last time this season, I am Wanda Swan. I'm Shannon Palma. And you've been listening to Once Upon a Patriarchy. Bye. Bye.